0: this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukeger.
1: Hello, and welcome to this episode of Your Ultimate Life. This is episode 799. I'm excited. 800 is going to be, got a special guest. But today I want to finish or I continue with a three part series. Uh, yesterday was Who Did You Used to Be? And today is Who Are You Now? And then tomorrow, or excuse me, next episode 800 is going to be a special one. And then 801 will be, who are you in one year? So right now, I want to talk about who are you now? Who are you now? I'm not asking what you do. So someone often says, well, who are you? And people respond with their profession. Well, I'm a dentist. I'm an architect. I'm a, you know, marketer. I I just got off of a lunch club two, three hours ago. Lunch Club is a networking platform. If you haven't looked it up, you ought to. Lunch Club. It's kind of fun. You meet people all over the world. I've been on it for nearly three years, I think, two and a half years. And I've had, I don't know, about 300 meetings with people all over the place, all kinds. But anyway, this particular fellow I met was in Grand Cayman Islands, and he was an interesting fellow. He had a nice voice, a really good voice, and he did voiceover work, and he sounded like it, you know, one of those deep voices and stuff and that was great and he did internet marketing and and you know all kinds of stuff and so as i asked him and we talked about what motivated him to do what he does he he kept on talking about the things that he does and that's very typical and then we dug a little deeper and got to the why and that's what's most important And here's what I mean by that. It's easy. Hear me. It is easy to learn a skill and then sell it in the world. That means that's what we all do when we get a job. I don't care if it's delivering pizza, uh, being a golf caddy, an architect, a rocket scientist, an Internet marketer, a podcaster like this, a coach like I do, a musician, an author, a pharmacist. Talked to a lady the other day that was in pharmacy. She had a pharmacist degree, but she just couldn't imagine being a retail pharmacist because she really enjoyed other parts of the caring for people. And what she used to work at was a part of an infusion center. Now, I knew what that was. I wouldn't have known before my illnesses. An infusion center is a, is a place where they handle infusions, like I, I wore a pump for six weeks and had a pick line, which is a line that goes in your arm and drips in your heart inside, through veins. And, you know, you had to have people that deliver the medicine and check on you and change the batteries and make sure the pump's working. And if you wear it for six weeks, like I did, there were a lot of visits from that person. And so I knew what an infusion center was. But those are all skills that you learn. So learning a skill and selling it in the marketplace is something we all do, we've all done, and that is... How we make a living that's got nothing to do with who you are Okay, and I really it has nothing to do with who you are I can tell you that for sure because I had a job a career a 30-year career Working in the electricity business. I worked for several utilities uh, And then I worked for governments. I worked in you know regular provision of electricity where we'd handled the electric grid and then I worked in deregulation and restructuring, and I had some government positions, and all having to do with electricity, electricity policy, and all of that sort of stuff. At the very, very highest level uh, in the United States and in Canada, making decisions that sometimes affected billions of dollars. So I say that not to say yay, but to say whoopee, whoopee. That level of stuff, it's still not who I am or was. And we get confused. And your ultimate life, which is what this podcast is, it's all about being aware of and making choices about who you are. So a simple example, if I wash windows on a skyscraper, you've seen those, right? Sometimes they've been in movies, Those uh, the gear that is on those platforms and they go up and down with ropes and then... You know, if it's a Mission Impossible movie, somebody falls out of a building and they do all kinds of stuff. I'm not talking about Mission Impossible. I'm just talking about the job of washing windows on skyscrapers. What you're doing is washing windows. Cleaning the outside of the building. It's needed. Building's got to stay clean. Who you are is the, the attitude, the energy you bring to the job. Now, I don't know about you, but I've had jobs where I didn't like them. So I brought negative energy to the job. I didn't like getting ready. I didn't like commuting. I didn't like being there. I tried to do a decent job because I wanted to get paid and I wanted to get raises and I wanted to get, you know, promoted and get more money, not because I loved the work, but because I wanted to get more money. And I was delighted when work was over. I couldn't wait to go home and do what I really wanted to do. So that is one way to be. Resentful, negative, just getting by, doing what I need to do, judging my performance at work based on whether or not it would create more cash for me and everything else. Now, if I do that with work, there's a saying, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And I used to argue with that. In my mind and when i talked about it i used to argue no 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 i put more effort into other things and here is the truth the truth is the way you do one thing is the way you do everything what i mean by that isn't well i just barely put in enough um effort to to do a decent job and get by the measuring stick is what will it do for me so putting in a certain amount of work to get it you know get a good review and get a raise or get you know good performance reviews that was what's in it for me in another situation i might put in a little more effort because i think there's a little more in it for me so it isn't do you put in every amount of effort in every given situation it is what is the measure between the effort and my reward so if i do everything for what's in it for me Or anything for what's in it for me then I do everything that way what's in it for me and that is the answer to the question that I used to fight with when I would realize yeah I did put more effort into this thing and less effort into that one so I couldn't get on board with the way you do one thing is the way you do everything but the truth is when I look at it more carefully more objectively I put more effort into one because I thought it was going to give me a bigger reward, and I put less effort into the other because I didn't think it was going to give me a reward or as big a reward or it didn't matter that much. In other words, the what's in it for me was the way I did one thing and the way I did everything. Now, that's a little bit of a struggle to admit because, gee, that makes me look like, and I don't care anymore because that's something I did. I, I did it. What's in it for me? How I'm talking to somebody, a relationship I might have had, whether or not I apologize, whether or not I make repairs, whether or not I make concessions, whether or not I let someone else win an argument or be right or do what they want. It was done with the idea of what's in it for me. And so it was absolute bulletproof truth. The way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Having discovered that, then... I love that truth because it has allowed me, by understanding that truth, to then decide who I want to be, which is back to the question of today. Who are you now? So I have intentionally gone through the personal development work, personal development push-ups, examined my true motives and effort. Why am I doing any single thing that I do? And now the way you do one thing is the way you do everything is still true. And now I've changed the way I do everything. And I'm using me as an example because I know my situation better than any, but it applies to everyone. So now that the measurement, the filter, the lens that I look through things, everything at is, how can I help you? How can I help you? And that is, is a fundamental and profound change for me. It took me a lot of work, effort, introspection, embarrassing admissions to myself about what was really driving some things underneath, 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 at the core. And so I, I offered the idea, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything, is really it's true. And... I the argument that I had before doesn't hold water because it had to do with the reward I was going to get. Now that that's changed, it's easy. To, it's easier to look back. It's still. Uh, it's not even embarrassing anymore. It used to be really embarrassing, and then I've learned how to forgive myself, not to excuse, but to say, "Okay, that was true." Shakespeare, in As You Like It, "Twas I." Tis not I. Yeah, I used to be like that. I'm no longer like that. And you know what? I cannot change, and neither can you, anything that's in the past. But what we can do is we can choose to be in the present the very best we can so that everything we create now is love, positivity, and power. And in that way, adding as much good to the world as we can, we can do all that there is to do. To make up for what has happened before. It doesn't change what has happened before. And there are many things you can never fix. And so the idea that I'm going to work hard enough to fix all those mistakes is nonsense. I'm simply going to add as much good to the world as I can from this moment forward since that's the only moment I have. And yesterday I said the same thing and before. But the only thing I have and you have is this moment going forward. That's all. That's all we've got. So the question, who are you now? Is a really important question. In the last episode, we talked about who have you been? Who have you been? And I just described some of my, who have I been? And we talk. I talked about it in that episode, not because my story is so compelling for you, but because it's an invitation to ask yourself at the deepest, most profound level, who have you been? And, more importantly, who are you now? And if the answer is, I'm the same person, then you have to ask the question, are you satisfied with who you are now? And if you are, and you say, there's nothing I want to change about myself or improve, you're free to declare that. <clears throat> and who, I'm not going to suggest it otherwise. I, I, I'm i not satisfied with how I am. I'm always looking to improve, and at the same time, I'm completely happy with where I am at this moment. And that might sound like a paradox, but this is what I've learned as the secret to your ultimate life or my ultimate life. The ultimate life is a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy. Those are my words. You can use them or pick your own. Because I have purpose, my purpose is to help just as many people. This year it's 50 million. But to help as many people as I can realize that they're divine beings, that you have gifts and talents, you have a purpose, and you get to choose your path through life. Even with all the crap that happens to you and is inflicted on you and everything else, just like happened to me, you and I, we get to choose our way through life. And I'm committed this year to help 50 million people understand that. Now, I've added up the audiences that I've reached, and I've reached that goal. So I'm going to set a new one on October 14th, which is in about six weeks. I'm going to set a new goal. For next year from october 14th 23 to 24 and it's going to be a bigger number and i'm going to work harder at it because that is my purpose i made a commitment to help as many people as i can achieve happiness joy that ultimate life purpose prosperity and joy and here's what i have noticed what i've noticed is that my ability to have prosperity including cash, is wildly enhanced when I am about a purpose. I'll say that again. I used to think, and maybe you do this too, okay, well, I'll do good. I'll go on a food drive or help in the food kitchen or do some work at church or in the community or, you know, with the neighbors or whatever, and that's my do-gooder stuff. And I didn't think of it that crassly, but that's one way to say it. I'm just saying it that way for description right now, but I used to do that. All right, I need to do some good. I need to be of service. So I would go do some service. And I didn't feel like that was that over there. And then I was this over here. I I didn't feel completely congruent in my life. And consequently, I didn't have the happiness I could have had today. I don't have any disconnect. I don't have any compartments in my life. I'm not telling you you have to do that, but I am suggesting my experiences that's made me happier than I've ever been in my life. And it's also allowed me to create money, cash. And I'll tell you why. It's not a mystery. I I today, with the processes that I'm doing, books that I'm writing, coaching, being in the people encouragement business, music I'm writing and pointing over to recording studio, I'm adding as much good to the world as I can. And because I am people They want to coach with me, and they come and they pay me to join my programs and buy my books. And that comes because I'm doing it with this purpose of service. And I don't know if I'm explaining this in a way that is helpful or not, but you and I as humans, spirits having a human experience, children of the divine were built to love and serve each other. And it took me a million years to figure that out. And now that I have, and I do everything I can every day to to live in that place of pure service, I find that opportunities to create cash come all the time. They just show up. And then I can do service and get paid for it. And I do lots of service and not get paid for it. But whether or not I do it isn't determined By whether or not I get paid, it's determined by is it in the purpose that I've declared. Now, I can't have every purpose in the universe. I only can have mine, and you can have yours. And every person is completely different, completely different, totally and absolutely unique. I did research once, and I think I mentioned this on another episode a long time ago, that about the number of DNA combinations there are in terms of how we look, right? And the number is infinite. It's so big it can't even be calculated. So we know we're completely unique physically, and I know there's identical twins and stuff. I get that, but the, the the number of possibilities are infinite. Okay, so if you add to that the natural gifts that we have, the gifts that we developed wherever we were before or the gifts we got given to come to this world, some art, some music, some listening, some caring, some empathy, some all kinds of gifts, right? If you combine those with the individuality of our physical DNA, and then you add to that your life experience, you've exponentially multiplied the number of combinations. So it's really easy mathematically to show that every person is not just a little bit unique, but wildly unique, completely, totally, absolutely off the charts unique. Well, since that's true, it makes complete sense that the best gift, the best service, the best skill that I can offer in the world and, incidentally, in the marketplace is a combination of those three three things, the skills I have, the natural gifts I have, and my life experience, the very things that make me unique. And lots of people for a long time, you've been hearing for many, many years, and especially in the last 20 or 30 on the internet and everything else, the best gift you can do is be totally yourself. Well, I don't know. I used to think that was all hype and ways that people were trying to sell some program. What I've discovered is it's really true. Nobody can be you. And I, for one, need you to be the best you there is, the very best you you can be, just as you are right now and just as you'll be tomorrow and the next day as you do whatever work you want to do on yourself. What I've noticed... Is I'll use a simple example. I've written 19 books now. Okay. What I notice is as time goes by and each book gets a little better. And I don't mean the topics are better. I just mean my ability to convey ideas, my ability to write just better and more clearly and powerfully. I notice that gets better. Well, it stands to reason every single skill, every single gift, every single piece of life experience that you work with and work on makes you better, means you have more to offer. So the more you serve, the better you get at serving. The better you get at serving, the more people will pay you for your gift of service. Your gift of service might be teaching music lessons or growing a garden or teaching tennis or teaching in school or creating a new way to use the iPhone or A million other things. You might entertain me with funny YouTube videos. There's people that I personally know that make millions, millions of dollars from advertisers on YouTube because they make engaging and informative videos. And we can think, well, that's silly. No, it's not. I enjoy them. You enjoy them. Millions of people enjoy them, you know, because that's how many views they have. So there is, for you watching right here, right now, you have an infinite gift. You have the ability to create something valuable that millions of people need. So who are you now? You can settle for leftovers. You can wish that you were still in the past. You can think of glory days that are out there in the past. Oh, the good old days. You can do that. You can think, oh, I hope this period of life, day, week, month, year, season of life gets over quick, and then it'll be better. You can wish for better in the future. You can reminisce about stuff in the past. Or you can make a choice to live powerfully in the present. Not thinking, well, I'll be happy when. Oh, it'll be just great when this project's done. I'll be great when I quit limping in my right hip which is real, right? You've heard the story. I wrecked my hip about six weeks ago, and so I've been limping and hobbling. I just went to physical therapy today. Again, that's like my sixth time, and I probably got to go another half a dozen times and do all the exercises so I can walk without a cane. Okay, whatever. Your opportunity right now is to be fully and completely here where you are. Whatever job you have, whatever work you're trying to do, Whatever your family or financial situation is, it is what it is. You can either be mad at it, or you can lean into and love it. That doesn't mean you agree that that's all you'll ever do, be, or have. It simply means you accept fully, graciously, and with love exactly what you have, while at the same time planning planning to climb that mountain that you see, that you want to be on top of. One way that I used to do this is, oh, I'm here. I need to get up that mountain. I'll sure be glad when I'm up on that mountain, which meant I'm not happy now. And I'm struggling all the way up the mountain because I think happiness is up there. What I do now, the change is I'm happy today, getting ready. I'm happy on the way up the mountain, even if I fall down and skin my knee and get bruised and roll down the hill a ways and all the rest. And I'm happy when I get up to the top. Happiness is independent of circumstance. Happiness is something we choose inside. So this podcast series, the next one's 799 and the next one's 800. This podcast series is about learning to create you individually, learning to create or declare a purpose, create prosperity, and experience joy purpose is a declaration you might be informed by your past experience you might be informed by your natural gifts you might be informed by skills that you have or projects you've worked on all those things might inform your ideas and choice but your purpose is yours to declare Now, it might come in a revelation or a dream or an idea. It might come from experience, or it might come just because you said so. I want you to hear that. It's a discovery. I have made this glorious because that means my purpose doesn't depend on somebody else. It doesn't depend on anybody doing anything. It doesn't even depend on God. God has given us whatever he's given us, and we have this world and circumstance. My purpose is mine to choose. I've chosen mine It's part of my declarative statement, part of my road to 50 million. My purpose is to help you, as many people as I can realize, your own divinity, your own capability, your own power. Throw off the yoke of being a victim. Take control of your life. Find your gifts and talents. Add good to the world and create prosperity, which includes prosperity of relationships, prosperity of health, prosperity of cash, and most of all, most of all, prosperity of spirit where you have joy all the time. So purpose is a declaration. Prosperity is a byproduct of service. And joy is a choice. Purpose, prosperity, and joy. If you listen to that, you realize, as I finally have, that creating the ultimate life is in my hands 100% of the time. No one can keep me from it. No one can take it away. My own purpose is a declaration, which I make, and I don't need anyone's permission or agreement. Prosperity of all kinds, including financial prosperity, is a byproduct. I'll say that again. It's a byproduct of service. Zig Ziglar is credited with saying you can have anything you want if you help enough other people get what they want. That's just another way of saying when you serve, you become prosperous. So prosperity of everything, of relationships, of love, of everything in the world, including money, prosperity is a byproduct of service. When I lived a life pursuing the cash, I ended up in a destination of misery. I ended up in a destination of never enough. What I have finally learned, and I'm sharing with you from the bottom of my heart, prosperity is a byproduct of service. Prosperity in all of its definitions. And joy is a choice. Now, I happen to be married to joy, so I get joy all the time. But joy, that deep internal satisfaction, that real contentment with life and everything that there is, That is a choice. So since purpose is a declaration, prosperity is a byproduct of service, which I control how much and how often and how deeply and how fiercely I serve and how much I love and how kind I am. I control all that. And the byproduct is prosperity and joy is a choice. So I can have purpose, prosperity, and joy right here, right now. Every single moment, of every single day. That, for me, was a gigantic revelation compared to how I used to live, how I used to pursue things, what I used to be chasing. So I'll tell you now in the last few minutes two things that have really helped me make that shift. Number one is to learn to live in the present moment. Now, a moment is 8.64 seconds. So, in the present, eight and a half or eight and two thirds seconds, I live in the present moment. Right now, the only thing in the universe I'm doing is talking to you. I'm not thinking about anything else or worrying about anything else. And I do that with every moment of the day. Living in the present means I can't spend any time ruminating about the past. I do choose to spend some present moments planning for the future. Tomorrow, I'm flying. To California to go to my 50 year class reunion. Oh, how fun. So, I do spend some moments planning for things that are coming, but I'm completely absorbed in that. Zero amount of time is spent worrying or fretting, fretting over what's happened in the past or worrying about what's coming in the future. Zero, 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 zero. So, living in this present moment, because truthfully, it's the only one that I have. I can't do anything about what's happened or anything control anything that's coming, except in the present. Now, I might choose in the present to fix a mistake or to plan for a a trip, but I still only have this present moment. So the first thing is to learn to live in the present, and it's a very difficult thing, or at least it was for me, to do. That's one. And the last one I'll share with you is a little framework that's got two steps. I call it the two steps to mastery. What? There's only two steps? Yeah, there's only two steps to mastery. Notice and choose. Notice and choose. Whatever your goal is, whatever you're trying to master, notice where you are right now. What is your skill level? What is your attitude? How are you performing in that skill? Whether it's a soft skill or a hard skill, doesn't matter. And then choose what to do with that information. I'm doing really well. I choose to continue. I can't play that part on the piano. I choose to practice. I didn't. I noticed that the conversation didn't go like I wanted, so I choose to get mad and call that person a lot of names. That never fixed anything for me. I noticed the conversation didn't go the way I wanted, so I choose to think in love, what can I do to convey love and service more to that other party? Because that's my ultimate intent, just because I said so. Nobody's permission, no one's agreement, and don't care if anybody knows, because that's who I've declared myself to be. So, the importance of this episode for creating your ultimate life, notice and choose, live in the present, remember, purpose is a declaration of your own, prosperity is a byproduct of service, joy is a choice. I know, because I've experienced it and seen it with others, if you make the shift, or even begin, notice where you are with respect to those things, and then make some choices, if you notice and choose in your work in those areas, you you will be surprised, gratefully, excitedly surprised about how fast you make giant strides toward your ultimate life.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself. How you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger.